0: There's been a tornado warning for the past three days. I don't think what's outside is a tornado. I live in the Midwest. I won't say where, that's irrelevant, but I live in an area that's prone to weather warnings, specifically tornadoes. You mostly get them between April and June, but it's not too unusual to get them later in the year. What is unusual, however, is having them last for three days. It began three days ago. I had just gotten home for another boring day's work and had plopped myself down on the couch with a beer, microwave dinner, and my dog, Sam. Who's a small rescue dog. I don't know her exact breed. I planned on getting a little drunk and falling asleep to some bad late-night TV, my usual weekday routine, and I was rudely interrupted by my TV and phone blasting a tornado warning. Looking outside, I could see that it was a little stormy, but it definitely didn't look like tornado weather. Sighing, I pulled myself off the couch took my dog and dinner down into the cellar below the house. I only realized after I closed the door that I forgot my beer. Now, my cellar is just as glamorous as my house. I'm sure you can imagine what that means. Walking down the stairs, my hand made it way across the wall before finding the light switch. I knew that power wouldn't last for long, so I began to warm up the generator. After that, I double-checked that I had some food and water before sitting down in my old chair that I kept down there, switching on my radio, and... uh, I figured at least getting half an hour of radio signal before it was distorted and eventually washed away by the storm. While well, I began finishing off my dinner. The radio crackled to life. Emergency weather alert broadcast from Summer County, Kansas. Residents are advised to stay indoors or in a storm's shelter and to shut all windows. Residents are also advised to lock all doors, barricade cellar entrances, and not to answer any call for help or request for entry until an official signal. Stay safe. Good luck. Wait, wait what? I said, bolting upright and almost choking on my food. I quickly leaned forward and turned up the radio volume, hoping to catch a warning for a second time. Residents are advised to lock all doors, barricade cellar entrances, and not to answer any calls for help or request for entry until an official signal. Stay safe. Good luck. The radio had finally cut out. Just as rain began to pelt the roof of the rest of the upstairs... No matter, I had heard it again, for certain. Lock all doors, barricade cellar entrances, and not answer any call for help or request for entry until an official signal. They played again in my head. But don't get me wrong, this isn't my first rodeo when it comes to big storms or even tornadoes. I've spent countless hours holed up in here while rain, lightning, tornadoes, and hail wreaked havoc above me. But never in my life have I been told to lock my doors or or not to answer any call for help or request for entry. That was weird. Initially, I played it off as possibly being looters who would enter the homes of hiding people to rob them. It's happened before, but never during a storm, and never to such an extent to where the county would warn about them. Besides, looters don't try to alert homeowners to their presence. Anyway, I tried my best not to think about it, Eventually drifted off to sleep much later than I would have, probably due to boredom. With nothing to do other than to listen to the pelting rain above you, it's pretty hard to stay awake. I was awoken around 3 a.m., Sam barking and growling at the cellar door. It was weird. She never barked in storms, only at people at the door or some other dogs. I walked up the stairs to rest my ears against the cellar door, and all I could hear was the heavy rain and occasionally some thunder. It was weird. The tornado should have passed by now, but we still didn't get an official signal. Not like I would have slept through it. I'm a light sleeper, and I made sure the radio volume was up real high. Just as I was about to go back to my chair, I hear it. The creak of my front door opening. Gosh, shoot, thought to myself. I forgot to lock it. Sam started barking louder, despite my attempts to shush her. The house was quiet for a moment. I used this time to stick a wooden board between the door handles, making the door almost impossible to open from the outside. And I heard it. Footsteps. They were light, but they were definitely there. I followed them with my ears as they made their way around my house. It was, it was hard to pinpoint where they were, but I definitely heard them in my living room on the carpet and going up the stairs and into my bedroom. My eyes rushed around the room as panic rose. I felt like there was a, a pit in my stomach. I was nauseated with fear. I... I left my rifle upstairs. Down here, the best excuse for weapon was the couple of inch-long steak knives I had brought down before. I switched off the cellar light, which I stupidly left on before, and stuck my eye in between the two cellar doors, the ones that opened out into my house. Now, Sam had quieted down, but she was still growling. My eyes glanced around the limited field of view that it had. I could see my couch, stairs, closed door to my bathroom, not too much was then I noticed that the footsteps had stopped. Is this what the radio had warned about? I thought over the scenario in my head. L- looters? Someone seeking shelter? A wild animal, maybe? None of it made sense. Then there was the knock. I wasn't sure if I heard it properly at first, but it quickly progressed from a quiet tapping to a banging crescendo. It Sounded like thousands of fists had descended upon my cellar door, thrashing and pounding against it. Whoever or whatever was banging, I knew I couldn't let it in. This must have been what the radio had warned me about. Instinctively, I jumped back and I nearly fell backwards down the stairs leading into my cellar. Surprisingly, I composed myself and I yelled at whoever was out there. Hey! Get out of my house! I'm armed! I shouted. I don't think I was too convincing. Perhaps thanks to the slight tremble in my voice. The banging on my door stopped. Did I scare it away? I thought to myself. It was quiet for a few minutes, but the uneasy silence was shattered when it spoke. Eh. Hey and then uh you need to let me in. It's really dangerous out here. I, I don't know how long I can last. Impossible. It's the voice of my brother. I, I hadn't seen him in years. Not since we moved to the West Coast. There was no there was no possible way that he was in he was in the state. Oh, he didn't even know where I lived. Every ounce of my being knew that whatever spoke was definitely not my brother but something else, and yet yet I still replied. Mark? Yeah, it's been a while. Let let me in. I I need to see you. At the end of his sentence, his voice trailed off. It was deeper. It was almost raspy. That wasn't the voice of my brother at all. I knew I couldn't respond. Spoke again. Oh, look, Alec... Uh, but love of God, let me in. It's dangerous out here. The storm is strong. I didn't give it the satisfaction of a reply, which only seemed to make it more angry. <clears throat> let me in! It screamed out of frustration. Its screams were sickening. A, a wail that filled the air and made me want to throw up, and after that, it started banging on the door again. It was quiet for a couple of hours after that. The storm continued, seemingly without a tornado, however. I was startled to hear my radio crackle back to life. Emergency weather alert canceled. Residents are advised to leave their cellars to secure properties. That is all. (sighs) I let out a sigh of relief. However, my relief was short-lived. The broadcast seemed, well, off. Usually at the end of a storm, there would be a damage report. uh, Locations where you could go to to receive aid and maybe a bed for the night. Unless I could still hear the rain and thunder above me, there was no way a signal could get through. It. it must have somehow hijacked my radio signal. Even though I didn't give any response to the message, my radio continued to say that I could leave. Every few minutes, the same line would be repeated with perfect sound quality. It was enough to make me want to unplug the thing altogether if I wasn't afraid of missing the actual end signal. Since all that, it's been rather quiet. My three days have passed without the storm or my, my radio subsiding. That thing, whatever it is, it's still out there, it's occasionally banging on my door to remind me. I'm at my wit's end. If it wasn't for Sam, I think I would have gone insane by now. It's the eve of the fourth day now. Storm isn't showing any signs of stopping, not not from what I can hear anyway. Reading through my last post, a lot of you gave me some really good advice, the ones that I ended up putting into action. I managed to get a few little a few little chunks of sleep over the past few days. I mean, it's hard. The thing in my house occasionally bangs on the door and calls for me to open it. My stupid radio's blasting that same message. I've not been asleep, however. I've been digging out the back of the cellar. See, when I first bought this house, the previous owner told me there was a cellar door that opened to the outside, but it was buried under a pile of rubble after the walls, either side of the cellar, collapsed. Strange, but I... It might be my only hope. My last post, a user recommended that I should try and call one of my neighbors. I have a landline stored down here, so I tried to give it a ring. For the first few calls, I got no response. I assume they're either evacuated or it was stored inside of their house. I got ready to give up when that thing outside of my, my door spoke again. You're not going to get through to him. I can help. Let me, let me in. I will help you. I have food and and water, you know. Food and water? Thank God wasn't the issue. I even had a couple of sacks of dog food for Sam, so she wasn't going to go hungry. Sam actually seemed to enjoy the situation, and she wasn't barking at the thing outside the door. Also, someone on my last post made a comment about me using a dog as a distraction while I run for it, and while the idea is definitely valid, I'm afraid I couldn't do that to Sam. See, she's been with me through thick and thin, even though my cellar is a bit... Decrepit. I still keep it constantly stocked with supplies for this exact situation. Um, maybe not. Maybe not this exact situation, but one where I have to stay down here for a few days. Anyway, I tried one last time to call my neighbors. This time, thank God they actually picked up. Hello? Uh, M- Mr. Robinson? I tried not to sound too shaky on the phone. Yeah. Do you need help, Alec? I paused. I couldn't tell them about what was outside my door. They they wouldn't believe me and probably just they'd probably just tell me to go. Mr. Robinson would come over and potentially risk his life by initiating contact with that thing. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in a bit of a spot. Hey, I'm running out of food and water and my, my generator's broken, would it be alright if I stayed with you guys until the storm's out? Uh, yeah. You gotta be okay. Uh, we still have plenty of supplies, so come on over. Just knock on the door on the back of the house, and we'll let you in. All right. All right. Good. Thanks. I'll see you then. I hung up and I prayed to God that I, I had actually just spoken to Mr. Robinson and not, I'm not whatever the hell is out there. I had a hunch that it, I was safe going over there, though, because if it was that thing that had picked up the phone, I think I would have been much more keen for me to go. Despite its incredible ability to change its voice, subtlety is something it lacks. In the time between these posts, I've also done some research about what it is. See, a commenter in my last post said that it could have been a wendigo, and I'll be honest, I've never heard of the thing outside of a couple of horror stories. It says on the Wikipedia page that it's a man-eating creature that has some human characteristics, but also that it resides in a forest region in the East Coast the Great Lakes, so I. I don't know if one could get all the way down to Kansas, although oh, I don't know quite what it is. I know that I do not want to come into contact with it. Before I made a mad dash in my neighbor's yard, I had to work out how to distract the thing. I mean, luckily I still knew that it was right above me, due to it constantly banging on my door, looking through the crack in between the two doors, I, I, I still couldn't see anything, despite the constant banging. I'm, I'll be honest. Kind of thankful for that, I think I would have had a heart attack if I looked out and saw an eyeball looking back at me, or something like that. I knew where it was, though. That was the main thing. For the rest of the fourth day, I used a small sand shovel to dig out the back of the cellar. Even though the weather outside was stormy, and the digging left me sweaty and thirsty in the sweltering Kansas heat. The work was hard, especially with my limited equipment. Most of what I dug up was just dirt. However, there were bits of rubble from what I assumed were parts of the wall that had caved in. Despite the mud from the leaky ceiling and my shovel breaking, I eventually managed to dig out the backside of the cellar by 6 p.m. Now I just had to figure out a way to distract the creature and get me and Sam into my neighbor's cellar without being found. I spent the next hour and a half setting up and gathering the materials for my plans. I gave Sam some dinner. I made myself... Some minute noodles in 59 seconds. I was in a rush. My plan? As quietly as I could. I replaced the boards between the cellar door with an old bit of wood that I dug up that was weak in the center. I I attached a bit of survival rope to it. I I tied a loop around the weakest point and then I packed my backpack with a bit of food, water, and batteries. top of all that, I packed in Sam. Luckily, she was quite small. Then with the rope in one hand and my knife in the other, I made my way over to the recently evacuated outside door and I prepared to make a run for it. All right, come on in, I screamed at the top of my lungs and before swinging the outside cellar door open and without looking back, I made a run for it. I spread it across the dry grass of my yard and leapt over the poorly maintained hedges of my neighbors before banging on their cellar door and screaming for them to let me in. Mrs. Robinson opened the door and ushered me inside. Come in, come in, you're already drenched and just standing up there. I jumped down into the cellar and was shocked to find that there was no light. It was almost pitch black inside. "Oh, Alec, you finally arrived," Mr. Robinson said. "Always glad to see his visitors. Sorry it's a bit dark, our generator died an hour ago." "Oh, it's fine, really. Better than being out of food," I replied. "Just glad to be away from that thing." "Yeah, I bet. Anyway, when was the last time you saw your brother Mark?" "What? Uh uh wh- what do you mean?" Oh, he, he popped by a moment ago. He was looking. Yeah. He was wondering where you were. I started to sweat. My adrenaline up and pumping again after a brief calm period. Is he Is he here? Hello. Allah? Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta, and I just wanted to say thank you for watching today's video. I want to try to wrap this video up quick, so I'm going to let you know about a couple of things real quick. First one is, I'm going on tour. If you want to check out more information about that, head over to creepypastas That's creepypasta.showfetty.com. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash mrcreepypasta, and if you'd like to buy some nice warm tea for a dark and stormy story time, check out etsy.com slash shop slash ivory monocle tea sweet dreams kids